on Racing HQ, the latest in racing, with Mitch Cohen from the Daily Telegraph. It is time to chat with Mitch. Hello, mate. Good morning, Dave. Good morning to all the listeners. It's a bit of a gloomy one in Sydney, mate, but uh, look, we've got a lot of good racing on this week. It's really starting to ramp up, so exciting times. Although and, uh, I'm going on holidays next week, Dave, so oh. <laughs> maybe not so. Well, I tell you what, what about... Spell. What about this uh, little uh, nomination, or not nomination, but this acknowledgement of a great horse? Yeah, Dave, obviously news that the broker this morning and late yesterday evening that uh, the Chipping Norton will be named the very elegant stakes from uh, from this year. So uh, very elegant, obviously one of the the real stars of the Australian over the past or during her career uh, for, for many years, obviously winning that Melbourne Cup and a Caulfield Cup with uh, plenty of Group 1 success around the parts, obviously winning this Chipping Norton Stakes twice. Now, I think um, this is certainly going to bring up some debate, Dave. Uh, I'm not sure where you stand on it. I saw Proven Thoroughbreds um, have already brought up a, a pretty valid point, I think, um, on, on Twitter earlier, well, last night, that, uh, in, in terms of uh, acknowledging horses from the past, I guess, could tie the knot, won this race uh, four times. And, uh, well, is it potential that we're forgetting our our previous stars, Dave? Um, I know, uh, obviously, take nothing away from very elegant, obviously a a very good horse. But uh, you've got to wonder, are are we a bit guilty of of just acknowledging stars in the present and and forgetting some in the past? I get that we we can still do both uh, at the same time, let's not forget. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly a, a matter of debate in terms of um, rates like this, obviously, this is a, the second time uh, in recent times, I guess, that uh, a, a former Warwick Farm race has been renamed. Now, the former Warwick Stakes um, was was uh, renamed uh, the Wink Stakes, of course. Um, of course, and, uh, and, and then this race at Chipping Norton, which was at Warwick Farm. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting times. How do you feel about it? Uh, Indifferent. Dave, indifferent. Yeah, look, I think, as I said, I think it's it's important that we acknowledge our stars, but uh, we've got to get it right at the same time, don't we? Uh, I think uh, a race like this, Winks won it obviously four times as well. Uh, tie the knot where this race originated at Warwick Farm, um, a very important training complex and race course in Sydney, uh, won this race four times as well, uh, not so long ago. And then you think of horses like Farlap. Now, Farlap, the Farlap Stakes in Sydney's a group two for three-year-olds over 1,500 metres. Farlap won plenty of races, as, uh, as we know. Um, one of the greatest horses in Australian history. And I think if you look at... Um, well, we're, we're trying to bring new people in. So you want to acknowledge the new stars, but, uh, but I think if you ask anyone, they know who Farlap is, don't they? Um, and a horse That's like wrong. Kingston Town. Um, of course, Kingston Town has a group three in the spring. Um, over 2,000 metres. Now, Kingston Town, I think many, um, in even new people in the racing industry, wouldn't take long to know uh, who Kingston Town is. So you could still have these older stars and have races named after them and still acknowledge modern-day champions, a la Winks, who I don't think anyone would disagree should have a name named after her. She was probably, uh, if not uh, outside of Black Caviar, the, the best horse a matter of debate between the two of them, I think, but uh, two of the, the modern-day champions of, of the Australian racing era. So, look, whether it's um, the right time, I don't think anyone would detract from a horse like Very Elegant getting a race named after her. It's just a matter of 
should there be horses also um, that have obviously had races named after them. Now, um, I think that's where we sort of get a little bit lost. She can have a race named after her. There's no doubt about it. Very elegant. But certainly there are other horses that should, absolutely should have races named after them um, on the Australian racing calendar. And that's Group 1 races, Dave. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to know too what why the name change uh, is it is it something that needs to be done? Do you need to re-register these race names after a period of time, or like what's what's why change the name? That's uh, unless there's something you know you know how like obviously you, you get certain it's brands and the... that that need to be re-registered. So at, at that time you might re-register them and change something about them. But yeah, was there was there a need to change it? Or was it just it's something that happened? Not the first time. Yeah, it's certainly not the first time or the last time a, a, a horse race name is going to change. And, and certainly the, there's races on our calendar that have changed multiple times. Spring back to Colgate Optic White, I say. But um, no, I think if we if we look at races um, in terms of, I think this is just acknowledging one of the great mayors of the recent times. Um, why it was done, look, Dave, that'd have to be a, a question that'd have to ask uh, people at the ATC. But uh, I think there's no, nothing wrong, as I said, with acknowledgement of our genuine stars of the racing game. But um, timing and, I guess, history need to be acknowledged at the same time. Now, what about uh, plans for some of these autumn stars for Gay and Adrian? Because obviously they lost a big one yesterday. They did lose a big one yesterday, Dave, obviously. Well, not yesterday, two days ago. I two think days the, ago. the news broke on, yeah, on uh, Alligator Blood, which is a, it's a real shame, isn't it? I mean, he's in one of the... I mean, we weren't going to see him in Sydney for, for much of their campaign. He was bound to be heading down to Melbourne for that all-star mile and, and a couple of group ones down there. But we just hope that he gets back to full fitness, don't we? It sounds like it will be uh, a long long um, process to get him back to the track. He won't race at all this year. Now, he is um, obviously a multiple Group 1 winner already, so I'm sure they'll take the utmost care to see if he's back, and if he can't get back to his best, then that might be the last time we've seen him now. We hope that's not the case, but he has done um, a terrific job already on the track. But uh, look, we had, uh, as we have always at this time of year, Dave, um, plenty of good trialists there yesterday. Tropical Squall were Went around yesterday, the guy and Adrian they did just fine. But there was a few from the Mark camp. I know you got uh, Kieran on the pro- the program shortly. He had two terrific trialers, I thought. And uh, speaking of the stable yesterday, Griff obviously looked excellent in that first trial behind Pericles, uh, just coasting along over a thousand metres. And he's set to kick off next week in that Eskimo Prince. Probably going to stay in Sydney with King Colorado, looking towards that Australian Guineas campaign down in Melbourne. But obviously, these things can change. Near stable mate, she's invincible. She was excellent winning that trial, wasn't she? Uh, she's yeah. on that surround stakes path, as we saw. Well, a, a lot of the leading contenders yesterday, the likes of Learning to Fly, Kiyomichi, uh Tropical Squall, and and Tiz Invincible, and we're all going to ha- head down that path towards the surround stakes. And and why not when there's only one 1400 metre Group One for fillies in Australia? You, you, you're sort of mad if you if you you don't chase it, and you've got a filly that can that can attack that race. Certainly the case. Uh, Matt Damon, he's uh, up against the $2.5 million horse. Have we had a uh, more highly anticipated Kenzo race one in a while, Dave? I don't know. We've got we've got a, Matt, a horse with the ownership of, of Matt Damon in it, and, and the horse we're referring to is Dale. Uh, I know you've got Paul Massara on the program later on, but Dale 
obviously Matt Damon in the ownership with Paul O'Brien, a guy that he's met in Australia during his many visits to Australia, but uh, a sense of uh, Hollywood theatre around this first race because we've got obviously uh, a horse in this race as well, which uh, again, I know you're talking to Kieran Ma, but the, the $2.5 million horse. Now we know these big prize money horses, well not prize money, big money uh, yielding buys, don't always come to fruition, but this fellow certainly looked the part of the trials, hasn't he, Dave? I think um, I think there might be a bit of substance to him. He's obviously very well bred out of Booker, um, a Group One winner herself. So, look, it's highly anticipated this race. I'm sure. Um, look, uh, they both look like they've got pretty good futures, to be honest. But uh, Matt, Matt, are you going to get him on the program, Matt Damon? If it wins, David, it'd be. Oh, I don't know who about would be that. the biggest star? Would it be you or, or, or Matt Damon? Surely, Matt, mate. I should get some born identity music to play uh, for Matt when he for if Dale wins today. It's interesting to see what Darren Flindell's got up his sleeve too, if uh, Dale can get the job done there today on the Kenzo. And mate, you mentioned those trials obviously from yesterday. Um, and I'm going to chat with uh, Peter and Paul Snowden pretty soon. Kings Gambit and Don Corleone they went very nice yesterday. I thought too. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, they've obviously uh, Kings Gambit was seen in the order of the the spring, sorry, winning that Roman console, and they didn't push on south towards the Group One, which was won by Osmosis. So uh, look, if uh, they had their time again, maybe they would have went that way. It'll be interesting to see. But it looks like he's come back really well. He's obviously a very nice horse, Kings Gambit, a place getter in the Golden Slipper at this time last year. But uh, plenty of good racing this weekend too, Dave. Just to report on Saturday, the Southern Cross Stakes uh, it needed uh, a bit of a bit of time, a bit of uh, well, at noms because at first on Monday it looked like it was uh, it's going to be very very thin that race. It was only six nominations on on Monday, so they extended noms to Tuesday. Now yesterday it was double that number up to twelve. It looks at this stage it should be around eight or nine acceptors. I can tell you uh, for for Saturday Southern Cross Stakes. And similar for both the two-year-old races on Saturday, that's the Widden Stakes and the Canterbury, the Widden Stakes for the Phillies, obviously. So the three Group 3s should have around that uh, eight or nine mark, I, I believe. But all three um, had the uh, late nominations uh, needed to, to boost the fields on Saturday. Mate, we'll keep an eye on those final fields. They filter out later on through the day. Thanks for joining us, Mitch. No worries, mate. Talk to you later in the week.